You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon. It's Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. Happy Monday. It's October 12th. I'm joined with three lovely individuals here. Got Shauna, co-chair of Poverty Reduction. Same as Kara, co-chair, Poverty Reduction. And Ryan, the coordinator for Alberta Living Wage. How's everyone doing today? Good, thanks. Great, thank you. Well, Sean, thanks. All right, so what can you tell me about the campaign that is going on right now? So the Poverty Reduction Network is doing an awareness campaign for poverty and homelessness this week. So it actually started on October 11th and it goes to October 17th. Our mission is to increase the awareness for individuals living in the RMWB to understand what poverty is and how it impacts our community and kind of talk about some action points that we're planning to have throughout the week as well. And what kind of uh, action points do you have uh, that you want to address all throughout the week? So we actually started uh, yesterday, October the 11th, Thanksgiving Day, and the Salvation Army put on a lovely Thanksgiving community meal where individuals who utilize uh, community meal programs have a choice between turkey and roast beef. We are happy to say that 56 individuals attended that day. So shout out to the uh, Salvation Army, who is also a part of the Poverty Reduction Network, for putting that on. Also between October the 11th and 17th, the Wood Buffalo Regional Library is offering access cards to individuals without a home address and personal hygiene kits, which will include masks, hand sanitizer, granola bars, uh, water, hot hand pads, and other items. So that's taking place at the Wood Buffalo Regional Library, as well as on October the 15th, we are having a essentials, items, and drive-through. And this is taking place at the Eagle Ridge YMCA parking lot, as well as the McDonald's island parking lot Um, and that's happening between 10 a.m and 2 p.m some of the items that we are collecting are toothbrushes toothpaste shampoo some cleaning household items and majority of those items will be dispersed um, into our rural communities so thank you for the uh, wood buffalo food bank the ymca salvation army and as well as the center of hope who will be collecting um, coats hats and mittens um, on that day The mayor also did a proclamation uh, for poverty awareness as well. So we have that up on our Facebook page as well as a video. So just again, showing support from the city, acknowledging poverty and awareness throughout our community. So that would be great if people want to go check that out and share it as well. I'm curious, why do you you think uh, it's so important to raise awareness like a week like this right now? I think, you know, uh, COVID has increased the needs of the social and mental health services um, here in the region. And I think it, COVID unfortunately has reversed decades of progress in the fight against poverty. So, you know, um, during the times that we're having currently, I think it's very, very important to 
to raise awareness around poverty and homelessness in our community. We have seen an increase in stats and and Kara can um, speak to that. Yes. So last year when we hosted our awareness week, we also did stats regarding how many residents were at risk from homelessness. So this year we have 4,000 residents who are at risk and that's an increase of 1,000 from a year ago. This year, one in three children of Fort McMurray live in poverty which is an increase. Last year, it was one of four. 20% of our residents are earning less than the cost of living in our region. So that's over a quarter of our residents. So that we're talking about our neighbors, employees, our coworkers. Poverty is reality for many individuals and families, but unless you re- experience poverty, it's truly difficult to understand. And how can people kind of, what do you think is the, maybe it's, I don't know if you have the answers, but like what is a a helpful solution to move forward for for people right now? I think together we need to be a voice. We need to be a voice to end poverty and homelessness in our families and our community, even as a nation as a whole, by coming together, doing food bank drives, increasing the awareness, providing safe spaces, and welcoming spaces for new ideas and solutions. The Poverty Reduction Network is also looking for other businesses and organizations to join our team. With COVID, our capacity to host many events throughout the year is difficult. So we're looking for some action-oriented team members to join our fight um, to increase the awareness of causes and impacts of poverty within the community. Um, And then honestly, just listening listen to the evidence, listen to the lived experience and the research that is provided and advocate for that understanding for the individuals who are affected. Yeah, for sure. And I would also like to echo that education piece. I think, you know, being able to take this week and educate yourselves around poverty. Um, Our campaign this week is titled Hidden All Around Us, and I think that speaks for itself. Um, We also do have a virtual poverty simulation that you can run through and and just see what it's like to experience poverty, you know, kind of in in this region on a virtual space um, and see the struggles and the stress that people go through. Um, If you are interested in, you know, educating yourself, you can visit makethemonthwb.ca to um, complete that simulation. And poverty affects everything. So Ryan, who will be coming up next to talk about the living wage, he'll kind of touch points on that. This is regarding employment, housing, education, the cost of daycare, early childhood development, the food security, the food bank, recreation, health, transport, all these factors affect someone's ability to function within the society. So if you're receiving or you're employed with a lower wage, how how does that affect your family? How does that affect your children? And is that the kind of factors that go into the, the website that uh, Shauna just gave out? Do you, is that what the, the basis is on? Is you kind of plug in some numbers or what is the, the website kind of based on? So the website's set out really well. Um, it's based on you get to choose if you're a single family or a dual family and it'll ask you questions. So it'll take you through scenarios of lived experiences of people who are affected by poverty. So one of the examples could be you you have so many dollars per month and you need to pay off your credit card. What do you do? Or your pet needs veterinarian services or you have two children, they both need to go to the dentist. Do you pay for both? Do you pay for one or do you skip it? Right? So taking you through those reality situations just to be able to honestly educate people 
on some of the stressors that people are affected by. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of a dip into what, um, for someone that maybe has no clue about uh, poverty or homelessness, that's kind of what they're looking at right now and raising awareness throughout this week of what people, what could be maybe their neighbor or something is going through right now, correct? Absolutely. All right, just going to take our first break here on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz, and we'll be right back with Shauna and Kara, who are co-chair for the Poverty Reduction. And also, we're going to be joined with Ryan, the coordinator for Alberta Living Wage Network. We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.0. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon and welcome back to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. Happy Monday, October 12th. Have Shauna and Kara, co-chairs of the Poverty Reduction, joining me today. And we also have Ryan here, who's the coordinator for Alberta Living Wage. Uh, can you just go a little into depth about Alberta Living Wage? For sure. So we're talking about poverty here, and the living wage is just one piece of that. It's such a complex issue, but uh, what we focus on here is the fact that there are people who are working full-time and still don't have enough money to pay for their expenses, still can't make ends meet. So uh, what a living wage, what the living wage network is that I'm the coordinator of, it's a collection of municipalities and uh, nonprofits who all are across the province working on a coordinated effort uh, for, for a living wage movement in the province. Uh, so we're focusing on the issue of a living wage and how we do that is by calculating the living wage for each member community. And uh, so Wood Buffalo is a member there. So we, I, I assisted Wood Buffalo in calculating a number for Fort McMurray. And we also have numbers for uh, 13 communities throughout the province. And uh, the reason why we have to get community specific is because it is more expensive to live in some communities than others in Alberta. And we have to take that into account because we're starting this employer program. So employers can and go on our website and apply to be an official Alberta living wage employer uh, if they do pay their employees a living wage. And so that's why we have to calculate the numbers in different communities. So in some communities, uh, you would have to pay a bit more than in others just because it costs more to live there. And when we talk about a living wage, it is, it's different from the minimum wage in the sense that the minimum wage is what's uh, legal. Legally, you have to pay in Alberta $15 an hour or more. When when I talk about a living wage for your community, it means how much does it cost to live in your specific community, uh, not just at that basic poverty line, but uh, to cover all your basic needs and to participate in society. We, we have this, it's based on this belief that if you are working full-time, uh, that you should be able to do more than just barely scrape by. You should be able to have uh, enough to go to the gym, to see some live music, to take a course at, at a post-secondary institution if you want. So uh, that's why uh, we, we differentiate from the minimum wage. The living wage is how much it costs to live, cover basic needs, and do a bit extra in your community. And do you happen to have uh, the numbers or some of the numbers for Fort McMurray or the region, the RMWB, in front of you? I do. So these numbers are still not 100% final. We're launching on November 1st. That's, that's the beginning of Living Wage Week. Uh, so any numbers I give you today are as of right now. So we're planning to release 
Fort McMurray's number for for a living wage as twenty seven thirty six per hour, and that is for twenty twenty one's number. And then, so that's like uh, per hour, basically. That's what you would have to make in order to sustain, like what you would say is a living wage. Yeah, like we got together. So one of the advantages of having this network with multiple communities is that we got together and figured out a methodology. Like, here's what's included. Uh, we're including, you know, childcare, and here's where we get that data. We're including food. We're including shelter. So we have a constant set of expenses across all the communities. And then we just go in and see how much it costs for that specific community. And it's based on an example family of four with two people working full time. So if two people were working full time, uh, they would each have to make twenty-seven thirty-six per hour to come out even after paying for all all of their expenses. And the expenses that we include in the living wage are healthcare, food, clothing, shelter, transportation childcare and then other costs which include furniture appliances going out to recreation internet to that kind of thing and then Kara and Shauna how does that does that number like how does that number resonate with you two with uh, what you have seen with everything that you've done well $27 if you look at most indeed ads and everything going on in the community you already know that that is quite higher than what our minimum wage is minimum wage is $15 an hour right now so we're we're definitely, there's a gap. There's a large gap between what minimum wage people are being paid and then what it what you need for a living wage to survive, to not live within poverty. With the increase of the amount of households that we have that are living below the poverty line in the last year due to COVID and financial stressors, it is a concern for our community. Poverty is a cycle. It's not something someone can fix for one month. So a low-income family, once they have their expenses and wages they still have to buy healthy food which is an expense poverty also is a contributing factor for declining health poor child development maintaining your house Um, there's a lot of factors that happen in the poverty cycle that are representative in our community hey just going to take our second break here and we'll be right back with our lovely guests today We'll return in a moment to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. Hey, happy Monday. Pleasure to be with you. Joined with Shauna and Kara, co-chairs for the poverty reduction right here in the RMWB. And also Ryan, who is the coordinator for Alberta Living Wage. Now, you were just talking about how you put basically a chart together. It's loose numbers right now, officially going to come out in November. But the rough number for... Fort McMurray for living wage would be $27.36. And then Ryan, where would that number stack up to say other communities that you have also logged as of right now? Yeah, that number is the second highest in in Alberta. So the highest would right now is uh, of the 13 different communities that, that we calculated a number for would be Canmore. And then second is Fort McMurray. Uh, it's just it's way up there. Uh, there. There's a reason why it's so high. Like when when we look at line by line and compare it to the other communities, we can see that shelter in Fort McMurray is more expensive than than most other communities. 
as well as childcare. And those just happen to be the two biggest expenses. So it's just it just happens to be more expensive in Fort McMurray for the two biggest expenses. Like most other living wages are between, you know, they're, they they float around the, the range of like 16 to 20 or around there. So Fort, Fort McMurray is significantly higher than, than the average living wage in Alberta. And what would uh, say like the bigger centers, say like the two big ones like Edmonton and Calgary, what are those two floating around? Yeah, Edmonton's floating. Well, both of them are are floating around the the eighteen dollar mark. So, just up between eighteen and nineteen. Mm-hmm. And then, what was uh, uh, Canmore at, at the highest? Uh, Canmore is is like above thirty five. Like Canmore is really high, and that's just because in we use Stats Canada data for shelter. It's just off the charts. Like yeah. yeah. It's very, very expensive to live in in uh, Canmore because of the the housing there. And then moving forward, what do you hope uh, your chart does, like helping people moving forward, Ryan? What we're hoping to do is there there are a number of different things that we're hoping come from this. One is that in places like Fort McMurray and Canmore, where the number is so high, uh, like this isn't just on one you know sector or one this isn't just on employers we're not asking all employers to to you know start paying a ton like this is also just awareness of it's like an indicator of affordability in the community and there are lots of different ways to address that uh, for example uh, the provincial government recently uh, expanded the the child care subsidy so there's a provincial child care subsidy that used to cut off at a maximum of $75,000 per year of household income. They expanded that to 90 and that made a huge difference on the living wages. Like it reduced living wages by, you know, four bucks, five bucks an hour in, in most communities, like by a lot. And so you can see that there's policy at the provincial, federal and municipal level that can make huge changes in making a place more affordable. You know, you can see that childcare was a really big, a really big one. And when you get that kind of subsidy for childcare, it really does make it more affordable, easier to live in Alberta because of that. Uh, and then you look at shelter, you look at, you know, transportation and food costs and all of these things. Like, so one thing that we're hoping going forward is that it starts a conversation on how we can make places more affordable. Another place that we're hoping that this goes, and this might be easier to do in some of the communities that have a lower living wage or closer to around the average is we want employers to say, you know, we want to join this movement as well and to apply to be living wage employers. And if they have anyone, any employees under the living wage to raise them up to that living wage, and then we can recognize them for doing so. And, and uh, they'll be on our website and they can, when they recruit employees, when they recruit, they can, on their job ads, they can say, we're a living wage employer. And yeah, so we hope that we can get employers to step up as well. So yeah, those are I, I think those are the two main things that we're looking for. We want this to start a policy conversation on how we can make living more affordable in communities. And we also want to give an opportunity for employers to jump on board and to say, hey, we support this and we want to tell the world that we, we are committed to paying a living wage and and all the things that come with that. Uh, employers Employers who pay a living wage do find that, you know, it's more attractive to work there. There's a rise in conscious consumerism, so people might be more likely to see that as a differentiating factor and to to be customers for you. And it decreases costs. So it's expensive to train people, right? So when you actually pay more than a minimum wage and when you pay a living wage, people aren't always looking for that next job that will help them cover their expenses. So 
less employee turnover, less costs in recruiting, less costs in training. So yeah, we're just hoping that we can influence in those couple ways, which are our way of contributing to that bigger perspective of, of poverty that, that Kara and Sean are talking about here. Perfect. Uh, Kara, anything we didn't touch on that you want to add as well before we go? Uh, again, I think I would just like to highlight that this Friday, October 15th, we're doing our drive or essential drive at both Mac- McDonald Island and the YMCA in Eagle Ridge. Um, any type of essential product like Sean had outlined originally from personal products to food will be collected as well as used coats as well. So if people can come by to either one of those sites and do some donations, I don't know, challenge your neighbor, post it on Facebook, tag the Poverty Reduction Network, uh, use our hashtag hidden all around us, um, increase the awareness and education and just be a voice. And same thing, Shauna, anything else you want to add? No, I think Kara um, pretty well hit the nail on the head there. Just, you know, follow us on Facebook, Poverty Reduction Network Wood Buffalo, uh, share our posts, be that advocate in the community this week and spread that awareness and, edu- and, and educate yourselves. Awesome. Brian, anything else? Just check out our website. It's uh, livingwagealberta.ca. And if you're a business, you can be one of the first Alberta living wage employers in, in Alberta. And if your uh the public you can go and see what living wage is all about awesome well thank you to all three of you for educating everyone today and best of luck moving forward with everything that you are all doing thank you thank Thank you sean thanks sean All right, that's going to do it for Fort McMurray Matters today. Thank you a bunch for tuning in. If you want to hear more of this interview, you can always go find it over on our website under the News tab under Fort McMurray Matters or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Sean Kreitz. Going to do it for today. Have a great Monday. We'll talk to you later. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at mix1037fm.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7.